We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, what's going on? You are back here at Blue Wire Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and we've had a pretty crazy week up in Vegas, right? Oh, man. Just had the NFL draft with a couple of friends that basically went through, right? We saw Faze Rug up there. Announcing on, for the announcing, Chargers. Right, with our boy Austin Eckler from the Chargers. Did, did you see Temper stiff arm that guy as he was running the ball? Temper stiff arm with the high end, you know? He looked really great good. out there. He did the Heisman. He did the Heisman because <laughs> he got that W last time. Right, and we're sitting here at the Win Studios, and we're talking about some of the biggest, bettest things. Right, we're talking about Meta and crypto and NFT, and of course, the one thing you know, OG esports. E yes, sir. Right, so it's another beautiful addition. So let's talk a little bit, man. We have our amazing friend here, Overt Flow. What's going on, you guys? I actually, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm posting an Instagram story right now. Oh gosh, and our number <laughs> one top guy here. Uh, you know, the Big Clips Phase Clips, one of the OGs in the game. You know the vibes. So you know, Big Clips. You know, as you started putting together Phase and the things that we started doing. Now you see guys like B sitting there, Rug, sitting there giving out and talking and presenting. What are your thoughts about that, man? I mean, honestly, I just, every time I think back on this, it makes me speechless because we were just some kids and with a dream that really nobody believed, believed in. You know, it was, hard, it was hard for us to even believe in it back then. And to see all these guys just killing it, crushing it, doesn't matter if they're in phase or not. All these creators that started from the gaming community, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I have to say something about that, too. I, I just talked to you about it the other day, but it's so crazy to me that initially back in 2010, I was watching you, like, post these clips to FaZe Clan, right? And that's what really inspired my whole YouTube thing. And the other day, I was just randomly going through some old videos. Like, I found the one where me and you met in Orlando. And I was just, like, watching some stuff, and it was crazy to see 2010, me posting sniper montages. 2018, FaZe Sensei punching my liver. What is the, like, <laughs> it's just so crazy, like... Who would have guessed the roller coaster that happens from you and some friends making a gaming clan on Call of Duty? Yep. Who would have guessed all this comes from it? There's a beautiful thing when, you th when we're talking about the moment. So everybody who's out there and you have a moment, capitalize on that moment. Seize that moment. Yeah, the, the moment is so significant, right? And we're talking about a lot of different moments, right? Right now, you're talking about a lot of mass adoption of crypto into gaming, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, there's a lot of PTE, play-to-earn games that are coming out, a lot of different projects that are sitting there talking about Metaverse, which I we all know is inspired by crypto, right? That's that's really a you know, big thing, but it's really inspired by the gaming side of the business, right? Like gaming has really kind of given these people mm -hmm. next level, you know? And as you're looking at PTE, like what are your guys' thoughts about upcoming PTEs? Is there one that you guys like that you're looking at? 
That's um, really great. One thing that was trending recently was the uh, Board Ape Yacht Club. They recently just dropped their other side deed, um, and that's like land in the metaverse. So they're creating their own metaverse, and um, that was huge. They did like over 200 million, probably way over that, and just transaction fees. And just in, in Ethereum burn wasted, gone. $200 million. That's insane. They did more transactions right there than all of Solana has on volume, total NFTs, on Solana uh, NFTs. That's like crazy. Why, why do you think they're doing that? It's just because, you know, like you said, like you have these brands, these things that exist like crypto and, and just the internet and communities. And when you add all these things together, together, like it's just, it's, it's a crazy catalyst. Right. What, what do you think about everything, man? Who you know what? At? Here's what I want to say. I just want to say something about the whole gaming thing. If you guys don't, where's the camera? This one? Hey, if you don't know this, everybody, everybody that's the head of this whole like NFT crypto space, it's so crazy to me because if you look, you're going to find guys who are at the head of the whole gaming scene on YouTube. It's like all these internet kids are at the forefront of everything. It's, it's just so funny to me because you always see the same faces, right? People at the forefront of all these internet industries, like a guy like Banks who's been around forever and now he's at the forefront of the, the NFT space. Somebody like Clips, been around forever and now he's right in the mix with all this. That stuff is just, it proves to me that all us Call of Duty kids weren't just onto, um, it wasn't just like, Gamers is actually so many intelligent people in the space. I just wanted yeah. to say. Oh, yeah. The internet yeah, kids, so are, crazy they're going to rule the world. The yeah, literally. They're taking over your little nephews, your, your little brother, kids with the iPads and stuff. That's the future. You know, it, it's funny. As I teach at universities at SMU and WVU, I'm creating curriculum for esports. The one thing I tell a lot of parents is, like, what do you want your kids to do from 9 to, nine to 3, right? You want to sit there and cause ruckus, right? Doing bad things. You want to sit at home and playing gaming. But these kids are so intelligent, right? They're in the forefront of blockchain. They're in the forefront of meta. They did things like Reddit with GameStop. They, like, they really know how to beat Wall Street. And to your guys' point, you know, the biggest thing for me and Meta and everything else, the PT is, the games, a lot of them suck, man. They're not fun, right? Oh, let's just be honest. They're not fun, right? You both are laughing. This has not been talked about before, right? It's not fun. I'm looking at it. I, I want to battle it out. And I'd rather watch Baby Shark with my three-year-old nephew then, then see some of these games. What do you guys think about these I mean, that's games? a great that's a great opinion right there because you're right. Right now, the, the play-to-earn gaming space is so early in crypto and blockchain that we're not seeing anything innovative. We're seeing a lot of things. It's just a few clicks. You uh, stake your NFT, which just means you hold it and you gain, you know, a percentage just for holding it there. Um, you know, you get a, a percentage per year, right, for that. So they just gamified, like, earning and just a few clicks, and that really isn't anything. There's no, um, you know storylines there's really no like graphics or you know like these games aren't being developed um like some of these other games that we're used to being developed for years and by these teams with you know huge experience and, and you know massive uh, resources you know what i'm saying there's just a lot of people who just say hey i have an idea let's fund our game with this nft and it's just like all right we release it in six months you can't really expect greatness yeah. from that you know? i mean there's i mean there's a few i'm gonna say this i haven't really played any like play to earn um games like that but i have seen a a handful that actually look good there's one that always they tag me in everything it's called meta ops i don't know if you've seen it too but that actually looks like almost um like a first person shooter arcade shooter kind of like styled in the same way as call of duty and it's probably one of the only ones i've seen where it looks like they really poured a lot into it and it actually looks good i haven't played it yet i'm just gonna say that but there's only a handful that actually look like they were they're fun right and then when you speak about play to earn you know that means you have to play to earn something now i think that that honestly can kind of kind of deter some people 
um, because maybe they might not be the best gamer. So how is a gamer supposed to, you know, enjoy something that is really just kind of competitive and the best people really only get something out of it? So I think once um, crypto and blockchain and gaming kind of can can exist and on a community level and an experience that's fun, not only competitive, and you can also be rewarded for being a part of the community, not only on a competitive way, not earning, you know, from a prize pool, from competing in, in games like that, that's going to be the next step. Like, for example, um, you know, if just for participating and playing the game, you can get tokens to be a part of the ecosystem. And then from there, you know, you, you yeah. can. And of course, the game has to be fun. Like you're saying, like it has to be something that is actually enjoyable if you want people to be on it. So all these companies that are rushing them out. But like you said, it's still so early. Yeah, you know, it's so going to take some time before you get it. But all the people on now, who's to say that these games that are not good now, maybe a year from now, they're excellent and people are on them all the time, you know? So who knows what Going back to that, like you said earlier, some of these people who've just been around um, on the internet for years, been creating, been innovative, just existing on the internet. Uh, for example, one guy who used to develop skins, shout out to Clegg from RDF, uh, RDFKT Artifact. Mm -hmm. um, he's actually designed CSGO skins. And then from there... Um, he was just doing it for fun. One of them got picked up and he was able to sell it on the Valve Steam shop and he made money early from video games like that. But that didn't stop him there. He kept creating designs and stuff. And we actually met them at a phase event um, and they created this company that Nike bought out. And um, their, their NFT company and their design team is now working directly with Nike, you know, forefronting the metaverse for Nike. And that's insane to me. Like you said, it's these kids who just been around in the game doing what they got to do, um, doing what they love too. And, and now they're like, they're the leaders. There's they're, just they're so many beginning. geniuses in the gaming community. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't want to make your head gigantic. But I feel like you, for example, are such a prime, prime yeah. suspect for this, bro. Like, you've been around for so long. And I think that whenever I talk about you, whenever I speak about you to people in, in the NFT space or even the gaming space or whatever, genius. You know what I mean? I I'm like, this guy's it. a genius. And just like so many others in this gaming community, not to make everybody in the gaming community feel like they're all geniuses, because that's not true either. But a good amount of them, super intelligent kids at the front of everything. I wanted to say something else important. Hold on. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It was something about the meta ops. If, if you had a bigger head, he would have known. Oh, yeah. But he yeah, didn't I'm going to remember it, and then I'm going to tell you guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that. You, you we'll know come what, back to what's that. interesting to me is, is we're, there's, there's really a battle too, right? There's an economical battle, right? Right now, you look at, from what Ray Dalio is saying, any great legacy, if you look at the history of any great civilization, external conflict, internal conflict, right? Uh, inflation starts coming. Prices start shooting. The economy starts dissolving. And you've seen this throughout great history. And now we're in a global. And I think a lot of people are so scared of what the hell is going on that they want to find alternative investments that they feel better about, right? And that, that's an important thing. These alternative investments are things that they understand, that they feel comfortable. They're not like our grandparents. They don't necessarily trust the government, right? They want to decentralize. They want transparency, right? But with that, the, the, the institutional funding guys are making this adjustment, and they're not hiring, quite frankly, guys like us and yourselves that are really telling them what the mass adoption is, right? Esports, crypto, NFT, meta, it's the same group of buyers. So how do you not have these guys sitting in your boardroom giving you instruction who are influencing communities, right? That, that is so mind-blowing to me. And the second thing that bothers me about all this thing is when, if you weren't born as good-looking as PJ or as, as good-looking as Clips, right, and you're sitting here and you're getting this going, and you had a chance to be whatever you wanted to be, right, 
as big as you wanted to be, as strong as you wanted to be, as beautiful as you wanted to be, and presented that side right, in your life and meta, that's what this is really about. And they don't get that, right? And it blows my mind, because you get back to the PT, like there are some good things, right? Axum Infinity, they did a great $4 billion NFT. They really did a great job. They're helping Island Philippines. We were with one of the guys out there, and the rumor, the rumor joke was there are no more Uber drivers because they shifted the economy through PTE. But to get real big guys like yourselves, it just has to be one word, right? Fun, right? Sure. Or it's over. So, so I think that's a big thing that we got to talk about. Now, with that, you see mass adoption of blockchain coming out in the next two to five years, right? What do you think, as this is coming through, how it's going to change community? Because we've seen a lot of rug pulls lately in the NFT, right? And we've had a lot of influencers who have really been screwed over by this, right? And we talk about when they're doing this, right? They're getting the NFTs, they're selling it immediately, it's on the blockchain, the community knows about it, they get really upset, right? And then they don't support these content creators. What do you guys think about all this stuff? Um, well, obviously the, the the rug pulls and stuff, that's that's terrible you know there's there's that's people's livelihood sometimes you know some of these people they they're influenced by these influencers and they see them talk about something and they they believe in what they and what they say they watch all their videos they rock their merch and now they're talking about something that could possibly make them some money when a lot of times that's not what it should be about it should be about the technology or the community just whatever it is for you if you're investing in it you should know what comes with an investment but some people don't do that research and then they end up getting burned so that's why you know the rug pulls and stuff is definitely terrible but it's so early that we're going to be learning a lot of things. I hope that everybody learns together. And if you, you know, see people um, who are interested, you know, it, it starts with the conversation. And you never know what tomorrow is going to bring when, you know, just from opening their mind to that, you know, to that, that NFT or to that crypto um, knowledge or the blockchain knowledge, you know. Because to me, that's what changed my whole perspective was taking some time to just learn about it and not just invest and throw money at something, but actually learn about what does the, the technology do. You know, how can this help me? How can this enhance my business? How can this enhance what I'm doing every day? You know, not only at like a business level, but, you know, just my life, everything, you know, because that technology is out there. You just got to find it. You know, a lot of people might not take that time to just to, to learn a little bit more. What do you, you know what? I think that you do a really good job. You do a really good job of um, researching the things that you get involved in. And I, I think that a lot of people either just don't know. A lot of influencers maybe don't even know that much about this space. I'm, I'm lucky because I get to be around you and a bunch of other people who are like very into the whole NFT space. So I'm casually aware of everything, but you do a really good job clips of researching anything that you've been involved in. Whereas a lot of influencers, you know, I just remembered what I was gonna say. CSGO, one time guys, one time, I worked 20 hours overtime to buy a CSGO gut knife. One of the like the $600 oh, yeah. ones or whatever. Damn. I remember working overtime at GameStop to buy one of those. I wonder if that dude designed it. He, no, cool. he he designed some <laughs> of some very popular skins in CS:GO. So like people have definitely seen his work, and yeah. to see him now killing it in the NFT space, and and you know now has that deal with Nike is it's amazing to see like someone that just like us, just like anybody else, doing what they love, an internet kid, you know, just, just an internet kid, bro. Just All internet, these internet kid. kids. You just got to take advantage of what's at your fingertips. Yeah, the, the internet is the catalyst. It's going to change the world. It already has, and in these next five <laughs> to ten years is so crucial. Yeah, you, you, you know, I'll tell you, in, in anything that you're doing, you have to know who the management is, right? Doxing has become a very important thing. Doxing is the ability to sit there and show who the people are behind the project. They have something to lose, right? If your name's behind it, it's your reputation. So how can you invest your life savings and your earnings and not know who's running the company, right? That's the thing I tell everyone. And number two is, what have they done in the past? 
Have they actually done this before? Do they really understand it? Are they really good people? Because your life savings on there, you have to treat it like a business. And to your guys' point, understanding that and the research that you do has been extremely powerful and it started changing. But with that in mind, how do you think the role of the influencer in NFT space is going to change? I think we're going to see a lot of new influencers. We're going to see a lot of new trusted individuals, you know, uh, come out of the woodwork. We're going to see, obviously, other people who've been influencing and been creators in this space um, continue to grow and, 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 you know, become part of the crypto and blockchain community and NFT space. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot of new faces, a lot of new info, because like I said, we're so early. Definitely, man. And there's a ton. I can list two dozen different influencers now that I follow that are specifically from the NFT space. It's, and the thing that I compare it to, because obviously the gaming community, it's like when a new game comes up, you always find a bunch of new influencers that pop out, that grow, that stand out. And that's the same. Even you have done a great job of inserting yourself into that space because you're already part of the gaming space, part of the fashion space. And now you've inserted yourself so, so much into the NFT space. But I think, especially with them gamifying all of this stuff, all the crypto and the NFT, the play to earn stuff, I think that you're going to see a ton of new influencers, just like you said, people who come out that are going, there's going to be like the ninja and the Tifu of the NFT space, right? And there's a ton of people already kind of presenting themselves as such or putting themselves in a position to be that guy. And for sure, there's dozens of people that I followed specifically for that space now that are like famous to me, right? Because I, I guess that's all relative. But um, yeah, I agree with you. So we're seeing this whole like social economic shift, right? With influencers, we're seeing it in different areas, right? For example, you two are actual models because mm -hmm. you guys are part of the Ford Models esports, right? You guys are some sexy, good looking <laughs> dudes, right? Ford Models, if you guys know, coined the term supermodel, right? That was a big thing. Oh, did they really? Real, they did. They really did. A guy named Joey oh, Hunter, wow. that's a friend of mine, um, he basically coined the term. So he, you know, he basically brought him Cindy Crawford and some of these big names out there. But, you know, you guys are like leading the edge in that, right? So he talks about that fashion and that swag. Y'all got that drip. <laughs> now I know why they signed us. Because you good look at <laughs> supermodels. Supermodels Supermodel. are next his, to me, His head's right? getting bigger. <laughs> but, 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 but that's my point. My point is you would never think that a Ford model agency, mm. right, something of such unique caliber that, that matches with the Dolce's and the, and the Gucci's and, and, and the LV's are looking into the space, right? And so the, the discussions change so quickly. And in crypto and NFT, we all know one day in typical market, right? You're looking at a market that literally is for like Monday to Friday. It closes on holidays and going from there. Crypto's a 24-hour market. So crypto's like in dog years, right? One day is like seven freaking days, right? Dude. So movement and pace is everything, right? But what are your thoughts about utility, right? We have ApeCoin, right? Board Ape Yacht Club doing a metaverse land drop, right? You have Goat Society, right? Friends that are sitting there and they're doing a big drop coming up. What do you guys think about that and, and how that's going to end up working out? Um, I think the utility, it plays a huge role, you know, in, in every project and really anything in life. You know, people like to do things to get something out of it, you know, give and get kind of thing. Um, but these projects specifically, it's really just based on the community and their vision. So like you have the ape coin and the utility for that is, you know, you can buy the land drops and stuff like that. You have like exclusive access to their ecosystem through that. If you didn't already own a board ape and everybody knows the entry for that might not be as easy for everyone as it is for the people who have, you know, X amount of ETH. What is it like 150 ETH to buy a board ape right now? Way too much. So if you guys don't know what 150 ETH is, that's like what half a mil. I don't yeah. know. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's just it's just all up to the, the project specifically. But utility plays a huge role. But I think that it could be more than just, um, you know, something where you just like 
a reward system because some people buy art just to buy art. They want to hang it up and they just like the colors. Maybe it reminds them of themselves or a good time in their life or whatever. That could be up to anyone. The utility is up to the, the buyer at some point. What do you think about everything going on there? I buy a lot of art because it's, it's uh, sparkly. I, I, I like it. Ooh, you, I like that color. That's nice. But the utility thing, like I said, I'm very casually in the NFT space. I'm not super big into it like your clips. But the utilities that I'm interested in, at least right now, like, for example, um, I'm meeting with the guy after this who has uh, the BDE NFT, the best day ever NFT. And what he's doing is he's using it. It's like a Vegas-based NFT that he is going, if you own it, you get access to his, like, exclusive parties where he rents out like casino pools and that for like a weekend party and that stuff to me is like really interesting because it's like being part of a vip club right that's right yeah, so it's that's a membership it's like it's an experience he's offering you know the best i ever experienced mm. the vegas experience you know so things like that is going to vary between project um my thing what i'm focusing on is like what we were talking about earlier you know these we're at a, a time where the internet is kind of you know at a, a very unique spot everybody in their life everything technology economics the world is at this very unique point right and um in my opinion i'm really focused on the digital identity tech you know these nfts that you, the utility is you know being able to have some sort of identity in the digital space whether it be a metaverse whether it be a username that i can use on social media that people can always identify me on that'll never change and you know we're not there yet to where these things make sense to a lot of people but in two to five years it will and um, that's why we're here talking about it yeah, you know, in, in my mind, when I talk about this and everything that's kind of going on, I really believe that you, the reason utility is so significant is because it's a security issue, right? Like, you can't run into securities. And for people who talk about the exclusive clubs, it's your country club on Sunday, and it's your black card that you guys use, right? So people are like, what do you mean by a club? What do you mean they want to do club? It's exclusivity, right? It's your ability to influence and work with these people. That brings something really unique, right? So then you look at these trends, right? How, you know, CryptoPunk, Board Ape, you know, some of the things that we mentioned, right, Go, going from there, what's interesting is they're doing cross-collaborations of things that matter right now in society, right, and making them great and, and putting that together. So there's an actual physical trend, a cultural trend that is so significant. And who dictates that cultural trend? We do, right? Guys like you guys do, right? It's, a, it, it's LeBron is that cultural trend in the gaming, right? You're the cultural trend in the gaming, right? And so I see projects like that, you know, the Ghost Society, the, the board ape, you know, crypto that have actually started leading these charges, started thinking about that, and they're trying to do utility. So, so that excites me as well. We're going from there, and as that's moving on, you're starting to look at some other crazy things, right? All these influencers moving on. There is a rumor that's coming out that Fortnite, 2023, 2023, no builds. Will that be positive or negative for Fortnite? Because you know they're messing around. We had a tournament shooting up, right? We had a tournament April 1st for NACL. We're about to this tournament, everyone signed up, and nobody wanted to play because there were no guns and no bills, and we all realized it was April 1st. <laughs> but the horrible was gonna end. Like, all the guys were like, oh my God, we gotta go be able to play. But this is a big deal. Why is it such a big deal? So the rumor is Fortnite World Cup 2023, no Wait. bills. So if that's true, that's gonna be insane. It's gonna bring a whole new player base to Fortnite. We see people like Nick Merckx, mm. Tifu, all these people coming back, killing it, Ninja. They love the game. They love the vibe. And um, if they do bring back no builds for the World Cup, I might even qualify because I'm kind of nasty. Let's you know? go. Right. You're good. You're good. I watch you. Where daily. did you place? You placed what, like 87th? Actually, recently of... I placed top 30. So if you guys top don't 30. know, 
Um, and the Fortnite tournaments, thousands of people can play. It's an online, it's very unique to a very unique tournament structure. Not many games have an online tournament ecosystem, but Fortnite does a very great job at that. Um, but yeah, I actually placed top 30 twice in the same day, two different regions, you know, multi-region uh, Multi-region champ. Yeah. Multi-region champ. Not there champ. yet, but I'll get there one of these days. <laughs> hey, win the No Build 2023 World Cup. Bro, I did not. I actually didn't hear that rumor. I didn't know that. If that happens, that would yeah, be Yeah, we're insane. breaking it here today. We're yeah, breaking we're breaking it, it here. Blue Wire Studio. Oh, my gosh. Las this Vegas, Nevada. The one and only, baby. <laughs> well, Mr. Alan Fortnite, the owner of Fortnite. Is it zero builds? Oh, it is? It is. Like, it oh, is. I Man, knew it. I mean, we know some people here and there, but that, that's the rumor that's coming out. But what, what's amazing, if people didn't know that, the last Fortnite major championship they had a little kid who 16, was 16 years old that won $3 million. Madison Square Garden sold out in record time. And he made more money than Tiger Woods did that year winning the Masters. So for those people that are giving their kids a hard time, let that be a lesson. Yeah. They might be making $3 million in your back room and trading crypto and NFTs. That 16-year-old millionaire that you now have does not do his bed. But he's smart enough to figure out the trades. I'm just saying, this is something that I say to parents all the time when, like, uh, I get approached by kids who recognize me or whatever. We're, a, we're at a gaming event. Everybody recognizes you. Man, this no, guy. Not, <laughs> once in a while, when somebody asks me, um, and they ask me, hey, my kid loves watching streams. He loves watching YouTubers. Um, but I feel like, is he doing it too much? Like, what is the, when should I cut him off of gaming? And what I typically say is, hey, is it, you know, is he doing good in school? Is it getting in the way of other stuff? No, then I would say let him go for it or let her go for it. Because would you be upset if your kid said, oh, I got soccer practice for three hours a day? No, you would be happy that they're doing something that's active that could lead to um, like a potential future career even, you know? And with gaming, it's the same thing. You invest all those hours into gaming. Uh, it's been my career since 2015, you know? So I've been doing this full time since 2015. And before that, obviously, I did it as a hobby for like five years. But I invested the time, and it turned into something very positive for me. And I think that it's the same with all these kids. They're at practice. They're at Fortnite practice. It sounds dumb, maybe. Yeah. But if your kid goes and wins the $3 million, not dumb anymore. Right. <laughs> right? You practiced up. No, yeah. It's, it's helping the parents understand uh, the positive and find the positive and understand the opportunities that come with it and helping the kids understand the balance of the priorities. And, and you know, it's, it's a much bigger job than just say, hey, do we get them off the game or not? You yeah, know, there's, it's, a, it's a bigger thing than that. Sure. But definitely there's so much good things that come out of gaming. You know, we've been talking about it this whole time. And just like <laughs> David said, you said this. I don't even know if we started the podcast yet when you said this. But would you rather your kids be out gallivanting? Gallivanting? What a big SAT word. You know, word. being hooligans? Or would hooligans. You hooligans. Another big SAT word. Or would you rather them be safe at home? Uh, in the metaverse. Up the, in the metaverse. <laughs> like, yo, did you guys see that video of the one guy? You might have it in the notes even. There's a guy who lives in the metaverse, apparently. Oh, I see. And he's got the most beautiful high-rise apartment in whatever the metaverse is, Gotham City or whatever. And he, like, lives in a baby crib. <laughs> yeah. He, like, sleeps in the baby crib with the yeah. VR headset but, and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he gets in his bed. It looks like a baby crib. But in the metaverse, he streams he's, got the, he's got the dopest apartment of all time. And his bed's gigantic. I'm like, dude. He's living. Hey, I'll tell you honestly? what. Honestly? <laughs> my metaverse, Pat, kind of sick. Kind of sick. <laughs> yeah, mine is too. It's next to both of yours, guys. So here, here, here's what's interesting, right? You, you, you talk about there's 400 universities right now that are giving collegiate scholarships for people who are doing esports. 400, right? And I came in much later, right? I, I did it. I left. My first thing I did was an investment, right? And that's when I invested into Phase in 17. And now they're doing this billion dollar IPO. Shout out to guys over there. They're bringing in guys like Snoop Dogg, who's coming in, right, as a board member. They're bringing in Stephanie McMahon from the world famous WWE. 
it's E, right? WWE now. <laughs> Don't get mad at me, Hulk. Uh, but my point is, is they're Hulk really smash. doing that, right? And from an institutional standpoint, from a guy who used to be a manager partner at Deloitte, I look at the numbers and I can't believe that there's more trends and changes than anything else. And the numbers are still, well, every time I sit in a freaking business meeting, I'm telling about these numbers about influencers, they look at me like I'm on crack. I'm like, I can't make <laughs> these numbers up. And they're like, but these numbers are bigger than the, than, than the Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, man, there's no blackout coverages, dude. On the regular. There's On streamers, the regular. There's streamers and content creators who have more views and more influence than some of these household brands that have been around for decades. Decades. 100%. Like, this has been talked about a million times over, but you look at somebody like a Logan Paul or a KSI, they're outselling any mainstream celebrity 100%. that you can think of. Like, just easily, you know? And people just don't understand the numbers. Like you said, it's you the show digital them renaissance. And it, ooh, look at that. You got that here. You're going to have a digital master. renaissance. I'm telling you. Man, that, that's, that's a fire name. I like that name. You know, what's, what's amazing about what you guys just said, though, as you're making all these changes going from there, right? Like, we're seeing Snapchat. They just recently made an announcement with their new Pixel, right? So this is like that. Have you guys seen Ron, Ron Gone Wrong yet? On, yes, uh, I Disney? love it. Yeah, it's a great movie, love, right? I love that movie. He, you haven't seen it? I so, don't. I'm always plugged into the metaverse. Uh, he's always working. <laughs> there's right. no ad you got to watch it in the metaverse. Yeah, we, your, okay. I, I watch it on my knees. bed. <laughs> but, but Ron Gone Wrong is about this, 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 this guy who basically has this robot that follows him around, and he's filming all the time. Snapchat is making that announcement that they'll be having something that's following you around like a pixel, and literally as you're talking, it's filming you and capturing every move. What do you guys think about that? So is this something that's physical? It's like literally, like imagine having your own, uh, what's that thing called? When you're the, the drone, imagine having your own little drone okay. around you, falling around. So it's a physical you. thing. It's a physical, physical thing. item that will. It's like a third person. It's, it's like, like records you. It's like having a puppy dog. No, it's, it's, a drone. it's like having a, a videographer. Yeah, yeah at all yeah, times. Yeah, Instead yeah. of doing the selfie, yeah. now yeah. You know, we're good. We got yeah. our posture back. Our thumbs don't hurt. <laughs> Yeah, our thumbs right. don't hurt, yeah. right? We're not we're trying all, to do selfie sticks. We're, we're the biggest, you know, <laughs> things like that. We're all going to turn into the people from Wally. We are, dude. Literally, literally, that's, Bro, that, that's what I see. If you haven't seen Wally, which you should see it, it's an iconic movie. Everybody in that movie is a four hundred thousand pound marshmallow, and all the robots like do the work for them. It's great. it's true. We're it's all turning into that. That's the future. We can't have sore thumbs clips. But Why would I want the sore thumbs? I don't want a sore thumb. <laughs> but think about that. I mean, you literally have something that's falling around and going from there, and that could change, you know, everything that you're trying to do, right? And and, and that's pretty insane to me. You know, another thing that I think you guys are really excited about, right? Modern Warfare Two. Ooh. Officially announced, right? Yes. What does that mean for the streaming community, right? What are you looking forward for, you know, most of their deb debut? So me, you know, just coming from the, the phase history, I'm looking forward to Modern Warfare 2 Intervention Sniper Rifle. That is my go-to. They better have that in the game. And if they don't, I will cry. I will return it right there. Call of Duty, if you hear that. You heard that. You heard <laughs> that. return it right there. What do you think about One Man Army making a return? Oh, man. One Man Army, that was the noob tube <laughs> yeah, icon. Yeah. I, I hated that perk. Oh my goodness! But you need it for nightmares. the nostalgia. If that's not yeah, in we the need game, that too. If the interventions in there, we need one man army. There, it just it the doesn't pass. exist. What's the one? Um, the stab. What's the stab thing? Oh, the tack knife thing. Yeah, commando. 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 Oh Pro. my goodness! I gotta be honest. The Modern Warfare Two thing. It's either gonna be amazing. Call of Duty. Listen to me. Make sure you do this fan service. Intervention needs to be in the game. The ACR. The ump. These things need to make a return, and they need to make a strong return because people are really gonna hype this thing up. Obviously. The, what, I saw some tweets the other day. Um, somebody posted the tweet of the announcement of Vanguard versus the announcement of Modern Warfare 2, and it's got 
400 times the amount of retweets or whatever. It's something yeah. crazy, man. It's, it's, We're it's, all hype about it's it. It's exactly why things are collectibles. It, it just represents a moment of time. Uh -huh. You know, it's more than just a game. An Marvel NFT, perhaps. Exactly, exactly. It just represents a moment of time, and it brings people back the nostalgic feeling that we got when we heard of the announcement and brought us back. We're naming all the weapons that were in the game. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, we probably can name the weapons in the game, but we don't even remember our grandma's phone number. Wait, let, 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 let me point this out. I know you're never your grandma's phone number, but let me point this out. Look how happy you guys are, right? When we talk about gaming, <laughs> and every time I talk about gaming or esports, there's a genuine smile, right? Like, we didn't sign up to be the old dudes that weren't having a good time, right? Like, those guys who wanted to be gamers when we were, you know, in the 40s and 50s who led the charge with Atari and Dungeons and Dragons that shaped it. It's just unfathomable because it didn't happen in that generation. And I, and I am somewhat part of that generation. We won't say anything out that loud, but I am somewhat part of that generation. But it's reinvigorated me, and it's made me feel so much more younger because leaving from Deloitte to this, it was like, wow, this is, this is such an amazing thing. So shout out to you two for doing that. And as we're talking about that, Overwatch 2, Ooh. they got a beta. The, yeah, the, the beta right. for Overwatch 2, it just came out. Um, I personally, I wasn't too impressed. I saw some gameplay. Mm. I didn't get a beta code myself. I watched a ton of streams. I didn't get the beta code. I guess maybe there were some glitches going on. It's okay, but I, 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 I enjoyed okay. Maybe I would have enjoyed it a little bit differently if I got to play it versus watch it. Um, but yeah, I watched it, and it just seemed like um, it was a lot similar to the first one, for sure. Dude, Overwatch is great. I was addicted to Overwatch for at least like four to six weeks. Maybe even longer, maybe even two months. I don't know. But <laughs> I played too. it. It was like five months <laughs> at this point. Dude. No, I played dude, it. That's, like, that's how it's when he grew the beard. Man. I did, yeah. I'm growing, the beard out, I'm growing, the, growing the beard out, you know. Just, just to be more serious, I'm taking life more seriously. Overwatch <laughs> 2. Uh, I haven't seen, I actually haven't watched anything on it. I heard uh, that the Twitch viewers were insane. Weren't they? Like over 100K oh, or yeah, something? Oh, yeah. A ton of, a ton of, uh, Content creators were playing it, streaming it. Uh, people were having a ton of fun. Overwatch is fun, man. It's fun. I like, I it. like the game. I'm, I like the certain characters more than others. I played certain uh, roles. I think it's called DPS or something like that. Um, but yeah, the game looked cool. I would have loved to play it. Let me play the next one, the next beta, the closed one maybe. But if not, um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I don't know. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> <It> was <pretty laughs> cool. you, you know what's, what, what's also interesting as you guys are talking about this, right? That's what the betas are for, right? They're trying to reach it and see what oh. the people think and the audiences. And we saw that with Fortnite and what they did and how amazing it became. Now let's talk about Skate 4. Skate now, 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 a lot of people don't understand why skating is such a cultural phenomenon and how it intersects with esports. One of you, break it down for me. I mean, for example, FaZe Clan would have never been created if uh, skateboarding culture didn't reach a majority of us. You know, I was heavily influenced by skateboarding culture. Used to skateboard all the time, play all the Tony Hawk games, played all the skate games. So Skate 4 is definitely on my watch list, definitely on my wish list, wait list, all of that. I'm sitting here waiting. I'm looking for the leaks. They just had the leak on 420, and um, they're going to be um, really involved with, like you said, um, the skateboarding culture, and they're tapping into... Um, the identity that people have when they are skateboarding with when it comes to the clothes, the skateboard and, and all that stuff, ways that you can identify as a skater and how also that has been in esports as well with the camels on guns and doing the trick shots and, and stuff like that. That all comes from like, you know, skateboarding and action sports. And yeah. like first time I met this guy, he pulled up to the gaming event on a skateboard. Wow, That's true. You're cool like that. I really did. I was like, <laughs> I, went, bro, I, went outside. <laughs> I went outside. The sun was in my eyes. I looked up in the air. Da -da 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 -da. And down a rail came this man on the rail. Like, like this, that? With the FaZe Clan shirt on. I said, Is that FaZe Clips? 
Oh, yeah. Pop it all. It's a plane. It was crazy. It's yeah. Yeah. Club. <laughs> Tony Hawk. And Tony Hawk actually, he just broke his leg. He finally uh, is healed up. He posted an Instagram thing of him uh, going down a half pipe or something for the first time. Dang. Speaking of legendary, he's a legend, man. He's that's shout out to Tony Hawk. Tony he's, Hawk, Tony, Tony, Hawk. Tony Hawk, and he's an esports culture in uh-huh. esports. He actually had his own video game, and like I said, that's part of the reason why a lot of things happened the way that they did years. You know what I that. think about the whole skateboarding thing too? Is it's such a like young crowd? Everybody's trying to make their dream happen. They get sponsors. They do all this. It's so similar to the gaming thing. You know, you sink all this time into the gaming thing, which is like. A younger crowd, obviously. You try to get sponsors. You try to do the full-time stream thing, and there is a big parallel between skateboarding and being a and being like a competitive entre- gamer, a competitive gamer, and really just an entrepreneur in mm-hmm. general. Building your own brand. A lot of these skateboard companies and skateboarders, you know, like you said, they they have this grind, they have this hustle where they're trying to make something of themselves, and um, they they end up creating their own skate brand, their own streetwear company. They're printing out shirts in their mom's garage for their homies, and they all go show up to the skate park with it. Not everybody at the skate park wants to rock their local, the best skaters at the skate park's brand because you know it's free. Now they're passing them out, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's that community uh, that 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 you see all across the world, and that's really how skateboarding was born. I love skateboarding, man. I can tell, man. <laughs> I, I love it. So now we're talking about skateboarding. Now recently, Phase One, Top Twenty announced. We had some of our homies that were in the top 100. Shout out to Merck Anthony, just turned 21. Big yes, Merck. Happy right. birthday, Merck. Yeah, yeah, yes. And then, and then you know, Cryptic made it, right? Yes, King Cryptic, sir. right? Our guy Pavon, the number two, number one Madden player in the world, also Killing was up it. there, right? And then Nadal was one of the guys. And now they're down to the 20, and they announced the Phase Warehouse show, right? And inside, there's some skateboarding stuff out <laughs> yeah. there, right? In there and in gaming. But that was a real smart move by Lee and the company because it really showed all the cultural integration. In fact, it was a first. From my understanding, it's absolutely a first, right? I've been to some of the other places. It's amazing. What do you guys think about that? About the first off, the top 20, and then the warehouse show. Well, uh, yeah, the top 20 is is something that's going to be super cool. A great opportunity for a lot of these kids, a lot of these, you know, these content creators who been trying to get out there you know some of them are already you know existed established content creators some of them this is their first time you know having a light like this shined on them you so, see tommy get in oh my goodness yeah <laughs> <laughs> tommy's funny I love that guy. Um, but yeah so this phase top 20 uh for the phase one shout out to MoonPay. they're they're blessing a lot of these kids and changing a lot of lives and just because some of these kids didn't make it to the top 20 the people who were in the top 100 even the people who didn't get into the top 100 um their lives are changed they you know they're they're going to remember this. They're going to remember that they made it through. They're going to see all these opportunities, and I hope to see them in the future. Yeah, but, and you're so you're so right, bro, because even just being involved in something like this, even just trying out for it, puts eyes on you because it keeps you in that public eye. It keeps people aware of who you are, right? Now all the phase guys like Apex and all these, the Seabass, you, everybody else knows all these guys from the top 100, sees the people grinding for it, and it puts them in a good place to where, oh, we're going to keep tabs on this guy because this – Maybe it doesn't make sense for them to be in phase today, but maybe you look a year out right. and it makes so much more sense because they've kept on that grind and they've really grown into who, they are, who they're going to become as a content creator, you know? Exactly, because so they can perfect. only choose one. It's phase yeah. one. They can't choose phase everyone. Phase right. one. Then it would be called something thousand. different. Right. But yeah, exactly like you said. I mean, I know that I dropped a bunch of follows on people that I enjoyed their content, whether it had been a post or whatever. Maybe I connected, it, connected yeah. with them in a way, but exactly. I followed everybody in the top 20. Everybody in the top 20, I said, who are these people? Follow, 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 follow. They're obviously there for a reason. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Exactly, exactly. And the one guy, Tommy, there's this guy who, how old is this guy? Oh, acting like Tommy. 
Dude, acting like Tommy. He's, yeah, exactly. Speaking of him, he's uh, maybe a generation, uh, you know, yeah, from he's uh, like, some of these people. Like, you know, he's he's definitely up, you know, he's in not his, your what, average gamer. He's in his, late 50s, maybe? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. Something he's like not that. your average gamer. And, I, bro, I love the fact that he has pink hair. Like, <laughs> bro, I and you know what? You told me that, that he did, and I was like, no, nah, this dude's, I'm, I don't think so. And then I looked a little bit closer. I said, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. Absolutely hilarious. Great Fortnite gamer. Shout out to acting like Tommy. Literally, um, he's a legend. Just makes man. it fun. Just makes it fun to he see makes people it like fun him. And it's inspiring. It reminds me of my dad. My and dad how old is he? He's like fifty something. Yeah, he's got to be it. fifty or sixty. Bro. Follow your dreams. That's what I said earlier, right? All, all the older guys really want to start doing this and go from there. Now you're talking about this massive warehouse, right? Like, let's talk a little bit about this. What do you guys think about the warehouse? The warehouse is uh, massive. It's going to be a game changer for the face company for sure. And I'm excited to see the competition, man. I want to see how it turns out. I'm excited to see who's number one. Maybe somebody drops in on the half pipe. Maybe. Maybe it's Maybe. Tony Hawk. Big Clips. Ooh, I might have to make an appearance. Ooh, like you and it, Tommy. You, you, you and Tommy Temper at the same time, opposite sides. You go up in the air, spin, trade skateboards in the air. Phase up. Come back down. Phase up. I love it. Hit a trick shot. Oh, Land. Lights, lights, fire, right? <laughs> Sparkles. <laughs> a tiger comes out. A tiger comes out, oh, right? My my, my, Takes my, down one of the top the guy 20? who made the Transformer movies? Michael Bay. It's a Michael Bay Michael experience Bay now. <laughs> no, skateboard turns into a robot. You know, oh, my that. Now we're in the metaverse. I love it. Turns but this, but this is crazy, though, because you talk about this. It was a million-dollar price for MoonPay. So we talk about crypto and the cultural phenomenon. $250,000 from FaZe. FaZe is trending number one on Twitter. So hear that Elon Musk, right? For many, many years in a row. <laughs> but Nissan also offered a free car. Yep. Right? So now you're looking at car companies. You thought these these that are going from there, that that combination, because of one reason. They just realize the numbers are hitting, right? So that's pretty, pretty amazing. What other orgs are you guys bullish in the gaming lifestyle? Who has Ooh. the greatest opportunity right now outside of FaZe? Um, I'm gonna let you answer because it might come out biased for me. Just You're because biased I do as represent heck, dude. FaZe. So. <laughs> you're, you're, I mean, you're wearing a big face shirt. Well, oh, yeah, I know, right. I've been phasing up since 2010. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I might also be biased. But no, I mean, there's a lot of people doing amazing things in the community. Um, Obviously, you got Nate Shot with 100 Thieves doing, like, crazy stuff. Um, Everybody's I, pushing the culture, man. Everybody's doing I, great. Yeah. Every, I feel like every team, every org right now has um, done a good job at um, aligning themselves with a blockchain. There's, like, TSM. You know, did the 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 partnership with FTX, um, mm -hmm. former was that Blockfolio, what it used to be called, um, Crypto.com. I forgot who they just got in with, but it's what, it's a certain org. I, I always forget their name, but it's blue. It's one blue. of the blue ones. It could be Liquid. It could be Cloud Nine. I can't remember right. which one, one of those blue guys. Yeah, but Crypto.com now sponsoring them as well. It's crazy, and everything that any any other org that does something good, and this is what I've been saying forever. Any creator or any org that does something amazing elevates everybody. Everybody, exactly. you know, everybody gets elevated from that right. because. When you know, it's just good. It's good to be in good company. Yeah, one of my favorites is probably I'd say Cloud Nine, and they're doing that battlegrounds, and they're helping kids and educate as early as as junior high and high school. I think that's really important, right? They're really trying to make it mainstream and going from there. And that's something really, really dope as well, you know. So as we're moving over, man, PJ, you got something called Happy Punch. Let's mm -hmm. talk a little about that because it's something different, right? We're talking about cultural digital renaissance. That's what we're doing, right? <laughs> so on the digital renaissance side of it, tell me about Happy Punch. So obviously, um, influencer boxing over the last few years has taken a huge leap into the mainstream, right? We got Jake Paul KOing people that are UFC champions. We've got 
major, major events. Face Temper just fought on the one in London. I was actually supposed to fight on that as well. I've had no, 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 I was gonna walk, I was gonna walk you out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he heard that. It. He said that. All right, it's, go. It's true. We were uh, we talked about it last podcast, <laughs> said, I think, right? Did. But with so much stuff happening in the space, uh, we're heading up a company. Me, Keemstar, FuzzyTube, a couple other people are heading up this company, Happy Punch, Happy Punch Promotions. Um, basically, we're just doing everything. We want to be the one-stop shop for everything influencer boxing. So we have uh, boxers signed to us. We're going to be hosting our own shows. We're going to be the news outlet for it. We're going to be part of other shows. We have our own little uh, Twitter spaces slash podcast that we do as well. Everybody in this, this is the biggest thing in the influencer boxing space. Everybody involved in this uh, community takes part in the Twitter spaces. So we just had like iDubs come on for his event that he's having. Um, I believe it's May 14th or 15th or something. He's having a Creator Clash boxing event. We've had every single person in the space. We just signed Faze Sensei actually, which is cool. So they got the duo, they got me, they got Sensei. We're gonna be doing some stuff with that as well. Um, and I'm really excited this future uh, with the YouTube boxing space is going to be absolutely huge and happy punches at the forefront of it. So I'm really excited to see what all happens. I don't know how much I can say, but we are planning on opening some uh, physical locations as well. Bunch of stuff is happening with happy punch. So keep an eye on everything. Happy punch verified everywhere. and Drop that follow. Thank you. <laughs> and that, and that, that's dropping here right now. Uh-huh. Right. So that, that's amazing. Right. I, I love hearing that. And you're almost at 2 million likes. So you've been doing a ton of TikTok live streaming, right? Which yeah, is a yeah. pretty big deal. You've done it in a pretty quick time. Tell us how you've done that. Um, so yeah, Clips and I have been working with TikTok for quite a while, a few years now. And uh, we actually have access to like one of their uh, beta features on TikTok, which is desktop live streaming. So we can stream straight from the PC. Um, I, I stream through OBS straight to TikTok. And I've been doing gaming streams on there. We gained 70,000 followers this month. So thank you to all 70,000 people who signed up this month. And thank you to uh, all 1.8 million who are following me on TikTok right now. I've been streaming almost every day. We peaked. Uh, I think the highest peak we had this month was uh, 3,000 uh, concurrent viewers. And then we've done nearly a million views and nearly uh, like 700,000 unique viewers. Because wow. obviously TikTok, the discoverability, I don't know if that, is that a word? It is uh, now. The F Y digital renaissance. Word, right? Okay. <laughs> so the discoverability of TikTok is fantastic because as people are scrolling through, it promotes your lives. So the people that come to the live, it's like, it's just it to me. No offense to any other streaming platform, but it out eclipses, out eclipses, out eclipses. It phase eclipses every other streaming platform just through the amount of people that can find your content, the amount of new people that see who you are. Um, it really, TikTok is just a one-stop shop for everything now. And if they do this right, I think that TikTok is definitely going to take over the streaming game oh, like, yeah. easily. Without a doubt. TikTok live streaming is going to change the business model for TikTok. Oh, it's gonna, for sure. You're going to discover new streamers who are killing it at these games that you're so familiar with. And you'll probably even find new stuff that you're interested in. Once TikTok really, like you said, kind of edges out some things that are, are rough about it. They, yeah, they just got to smooth out those rough edges and they're going to be on top for sure. Exactly. Exactly.